My name's Charles Story. I will be your host in the next 15 minutes. We're coming live from the city of London, Shoreditch. So let's get down to business. Today's show is going to have a slightly different format. We have Shane Kehoe, the co-founder of SVK Crypto with us today. Before we get into that, I want to go through what's happening in the markets at present. So a lot's been happening in the last 24, 48, 72 hours. So let's jump in and see what's been going on. So in the last kind of 24 hours, we've been monitoring the market very closely. We've seen a rise in the market cap. We're seeing increased buying. We're seeing more capital coming back into the markets. Bitcoin's currently trading at $7,574. We have Ethereum currently trading at $576. Actually, on our Telegram last night, uh, Shane jumped on and let everyone know that we started building another position in Ethereum at $545. We placed the trade last or yesterday. So we're really excited about that. But what's really interesting in the conversation we had today in the office was talking about altcoins, ICOs, and hard forks and how they're, they're all the same and how it's hard for, for altcoins, ICOs, and hard forks to actually attract value. So how do they get value? Well, mainly a utility of some kind. So how do you get the utility value? Well, you have to distribute it. The reason ICOs do very well is because they're able to distribute the ICO to many different people who then sell it on to many other people at a accrued value that increases. But how does this work for altcoins? Because the altcoin's value is dependent on a promise. But if the altcoin is not bought by the, the mass public out there, it's not bought by the, the average crypto investor, the altcoin value is going to decrease over time. So it's, it's really interesting to see how this plays out with a lot of the different altcoins out there. As you see, there's many in the market. They, they're constantly increasing the amount of altcoins out there. Hard forks are the same. How do, you, how do you value the hard fork? And it all boils down to distribution and use. Do people really use the altcoins themselves? And how is it going to be distributed to the wider crypto communities out there? So that's the question that we've been posing to ourselves in the office today. And that's one of the factors that we look for in an upcoming ICO, um, in an existing altcoin, when we look to build a position within that. So with me now is Shane Kehoe, the co-founder of SVK Crypto. Shane, how's everything going? Hey, Charles, man. Everything is going fantastic. You know I am just in a great form. We've had an amazing day today, an amazing week. And as we actually come up to the end of May, we've been grafting and working so hard. We've done five months of literally non-stop. Um, we've actually got... Uh, a very exciting news tomorrow. We've got a massive press release coming out. It's something that we've been working for uh, behind the scenes, both on a, stra a strategy, structural, and also investment. And uh, we are going to be announcing tomorrow our new fund, but more importantly, not just our new funds to take an external capital, partnering up with one of the biggest and brightest protocols, venture capital, backers, believers, serious movers and shakers in the cryptocurrency and blockchain space. So I'm really excited about that. It's been a wonderful experience over the last five months working with their team. And please stay tuned tomorrow on all our socials when we actually release it. But um, I think it's a real validation with where we are 
and how hard we'd worked but more importantly you know our future vision and uh, you know how we intend to manage external capital and by the way and you and I both know this you know this from my background um, since we started SVK crypto we've been inundated with uh capital um from external external family offices uh, hedge funds uh, high net worth individuals to manage their capital and sure. put it into crypto and it's something that uh, as you already know that i wanted to wait for the right time and uh, absolutely i think uh, i think Ju- today's june 1st is the is the is the right day to do it june june 1st <laughs> is d-day man so uh, when you ask me how i'm doing charles i'm doing phenomenally well Great. Well, listen, the reason I wanted to jump, um, or I want to take some of your time today, because I know you're busy, we all are upcoming to June 1st, is I wanted to get a bit of a background for the listeners out there. We have a lot of listeners now. We've grown this, the listener base from a couple of hundreds to a couple of thousand, and we've grown that even further. And I wanted to bring people up to speed of what we do at SVK Crypto, because I know there's a lot of confusion out there for some people, where we've come from, and how, as a community, we're looking to grow together. So why don't we kick it off? from where we began. Well, I think that's really good, Charles. Let's structure this, right? Let's talk about yeah. who we actually are. Yeah. And then let's talk about where we've come from, yeah. where we are now, yeah. and more importantly, where we're going. Absolutely, let's do it. Okay, so as Charles has already alluded to, my name is Shane Kehoe. I am one of the co-founders here at SVK Crypto. Um, my background has been an investment professional for almost 20 years. I've always worked on the buy side of the business, so for people who don't know that terminology, I've always worked for hedge funds. We've been the guys that have been placing the bets, the trades with the investment banks, so we're called the buy side. And uh, during my period, I'd worked for several buy buy side funds. My uh, latest fund was a fund called Bluecrest Capital Management. For anyone that lives in the UK or Europe, you realize that they're one of the biggest funds in Europe. Uh, they're run by a guy called Michael Platt, who's an ex-JP Morgan rates trader. Uh, Mike is a serious operator. And actually, just recently, I was watching a series, which I know you like as well. Yeah, Billions. And his uh, name was dropped, right? <laughs> um, M- Mike was one of the hedge fund guys who sat at the table, I think, in in the first series of yeah. episode three. Anyway, M- Michael is a total player. Um, he's my ex-boss, but he really had a lot of faith in me back in kind of 2007 and he brought me into Bluecrest to run their equity capital markets business which basically means any IPOs anything where there's a capital raise and um, I did extremely well there for for many years I was a portfolio manager around their whole equity capital market strategy so I would be jumping on planes each and every day flying around the world looking at Chinese gaming stocks maybe in Macau to German thin filament solar wafer to maybe US financials and maybe even some Irish renewable companies so real kind of a jack of all trades master of absolutely none but I had a wonderful run there and uh, I absolutely nailed it for those guys that's incredible man and Something that obviously you're shy of telling people, but I know because I've worked for you for so many years, is that you were the youngest managing partner in Bluecrest's history. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, you know, being a partner of a, a hedge fund that managed 35 yards, as we'd say in the business, or 35 billion, um, I mean, that's quite an achievement. And I got that really, not because I was a nice guy, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, not because of the color of one's skin or the school that you went to. Yeah. Um, I was given that position and brought in in the partnership because I had the ability to spot opportunity. Yeah. And that opportunity that I spotted back in 2007 
that opportunity I spot now in cryptocurrencies and blockchain wow. space. And that's why I set up SVK. And that's why I devote my whole life to building out this business because we believe. Yeah, we believe is in the space and we have been for, for a little while now, I think it's fair to say. But it, it, was, um, it, was, a, it was a massive run and uh, an amazing firm and uh, did really, really well there. And it taught me a lot about actually how to manage capital and understand risk and position size um, and really be, be a big boy on how to get returns, but also how to manage your capital correctly. Um, counterparty risk, which is very present now with regards to exchanges. Yep. Uh, position sizing, which is very relevant now because of how volatile the market is. If you've got too big of a position and it moves 20% against you, which it easily can, yep. it can wipe you out. Yep. So it talks about position sizing. Also, you know, real, the visionary type of side is, you know, where where is my position going to be one, two, three, four, five years from now? Yep. Very long-term yep. Yep. view. And at SVK Crypto, we're long-term. We're not traders. We don't short. We're very focused on how the whole evolution of, of cryptocurrencies is going to roll out. So it taught me a lot of skills, which now I'm applying to the cryptocurrency and blockchain space, which is just wonderful. But also, um, I want to tell you that during that time of managing their uh, equity capital markets business and uh, being a partner, I was also on the weekends uh, a DJ, and I've been, I've, 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 I've been I've been rocking dance floors uh, for many many years. I've been a, and I don't often talk about this, but yeah, I think I th- man, let's go. Let's go there. Uh, Open up. I've been a professional DJ for for many years, and it's it's kind of interesting because a lot of people at Bluecrest when I was there on the weekend like to play golf or like to play tennis or some like to shoot or some like to play poker. And uh, they were all at their top of their game. The poker players that played poker online were the best. Yeah. The tennis players or golfers that were at Bluecrest or their hedge fund guys, they were the best. And um, I got on the decks and I rocked, I rocked clubs. <laughs> and it was like Carl Cox. I rocked it like Carl Cox. <laughs> and it's, you know, and uh, it actually is very funny that uh, after being at Bluecrest for a couple of months, one of the receptionists actually ended up in a club that I was playing and she spotted me and she went back and told all the PAs and uh, then actually Michael Platt the, the, the CEO of Blue Cross called me into his office one day and was like hey I hear you're a DJ I'm like yeah and I says you know I, it's it's great that, that, that you follow your passion and that you succeed in whatever you do he goes I think that's the coolest thing ever man I would have loved to have been <laughs> a DJ in fact my son wants to be a DJ and I was at that point when he was buying a uh, a yacht for I think about 35 million dollars yeah and he was like, "Listen, I need some music on my on my yacht." And uh, hit me out, man. But what he wanted was he wanted a, a selection of music that would make the girls dance. So uh, I ended up I working. That. I ended up working. <laughs> I ended up working with his yacht company, yeah. picking out a selection of, of music wow. for the morning days and nights. But um, anyway, I think that uh, life doesn't have any type of boundaries apart from the ones that you set in yourself, and that's very that's very prevalent in the yeah. blockchain space yeah. it's the blockchain you can do whatever you want so yeah. you've got to go for it and I went for it and I'm so glad that I did because I ended up leaving Bluecrest uh, you know after the whole recession and, and the credit crunch hit and uh, I focused on what I really loved um, and what I was able to execute daily and I ended up working for the Ministry of Sound and I was a professional DJ for the Ministry of Sound for several years well, man, as many people do, as we travel around the world, once you tell them your story, many people are in awe, in shock. They can't believe what, we've, what you've been doing. Um, but the moment I think what's most relevant to people is what got you into crypto? Like, what was that, what was that turning point? Was there, was there 
one day you saw something? What was the bit that was like, okay, it clicked? What was the click moment for you? When I was traveling around the world DJing, this was probably now uh, getting on to kind of 2012, 13, 14. Um, I'd actually had exposure because I'd been in Korea and Japan a lot um, and also in South America and I had started to hear about Bitcoin and because I'd obviously had a financial background um, I was kind of interested to say wow well what is it it's a digital currency and because I'm so savvy on the tech side of stuff um, it kind of caught my attention Yeah, but it was only my attention from, from just being interested not really looking at it as an asset class and uh, anyway, um, when I got back to London in kind of 2013, I saw the equity markets were starting to recover. I thought this was a great time to uh, run my own type of family office type structure, uh, like my own type of small fund. So I set up SVK Capital Management. SVK Capital Management was set up by myself and, and my partner, Hugh Cochran. It was to run our own family money. Uh, we got off uh, to an amazing start. We got regulated by the FCA. Um, we then uh, started to build out uh, uh, custody relationships. We started to build out a like a trading platform and a strategy. Initially, it was only to manage our own money. And then before we knew it, we had some clients call us up to do some trading in Asia around the blocks, block trades type business. Yeah. And um, it was at this time, Charles, uh, one day I was sitting in the office and I think it was kind of about 2016 when... Uh, I had just read a, an article about Bitcoin on Forbes and I was really interested to see where it was. And when I pulled it up, it was trading at, I remember this so well because I had it on my Bloomberg, <laughs> which is a financial terminal that we, yeah. that we use in the equity markets. And I remember it looking at it going $999 and I pulled it up and I looked at it and it literally went 1000 Wow! And it was like that watershed moment when I was like going, hold on, I remember reading about the Mount Gox debacle. I remember seeing that an exchange had got hacked yeah. and this Bitcoin had flown all the way down, had yeah. already crashed down to yeah. 150 bucks. And I thought that was kind of the end of it. And it was almost like a light. It was like a beacon. It was like a, str- it was like, it was <laughs> like, savior. it was like, it was like a strobe. <laughs> I was just like, I got to get in. So, uh, and I remember the time very, very well. I, I shouted around the desk going, wow, this, this Bitcoin price is now gone to a thousand dollars we should definitely put on a trade and of course i was met by ridicule and hostility and i was laughed at and um i said well i'll tell you what we're going to do i'm going to buy it you're going to put it on my book and i'm either going to be right or wrong but let's do it so uh, at that point i rang up one of my brokers in hong kong who would literally get you anything at any time and i asked him to buy me a hundred thousand dollars worth of bitcoin at a thousand and uh he couldn't do it he said i needed to to open an account with an exchange so um I said, okay, can you open me a account? He goes, no, 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 this is totally, this is totally uh, unregulated. You have to go do it yourself as a corporate entity or as a personal entity. I put down the phone. After about four days, I finally got an account open, <laughs> uh, which was, uh, yeah, which was challenging. And uh, as soon as I got the account open, I then obviously then had to wire the money. And that took another three, four days. And um, when I went to put on the trade of Bitcoin, it was at 1,080. I was so pissed, man. I was like 8% move. Like, I thought I'd missed it. I thought this was the top. It was the top. It was the top it had ever been at that stage. But I'd obviously done a lot of work on Bitcoin. And, and I'd realized that there was a finite supply. I realized that very quickly it was going to be the digital gold, gold 2.0. It was going to be a, a digital uh, asset class. And uh, I wanted to get in. So I bought it. I bought $100,000 at 1080 
and then it fell. <laughs> it fell down to $960. And then the abuse, the ridicule, the laughter. Uh, oh, it all settled in. And I was like, okay, okay. Well, it doesn't matter. I'm like, I don't need to sell it. I'm going to yeah. hold it. Don't yeah, worry yeah, about yeah. it. It's all cool. So and cool. then the next week it started to rise. And I went through $1,000. And then I went through 1100 200 and 300 And then everybody started to go, well, let's look at this seriously. And we did. We read every book out there. Yeah. Uh, we went to every meetup both you and I went to every meetup and back back in 2016 in London when we started to go to meetups they were very different to the meetups that SVK Crypto put on now yeah absolutely um, we, we would arrive into a basement in the east of London somewhere um, we would we wouldn't really be presented we would kind of try to work out what's going on what people are really speaking about there wouldn't be an agenda to the evening um, we'd, we'd rock up there wouldn't be any banners there wouldn't be you wouldn't understand who was speaking. No one introduced themselves. And there wasn't much structure there. And that was one of the main reasons we started the SVK crypto meetups we, we have in London now. Well, even, even before that, when we were hunting for knowledge, we really realized when Bitcoin started to grow through 1,200 and 300 and 400, right off the bat, yeah. I was like, this is a movement, right? This, yeah. is, this, is, this is not a fly-by-night. This is a movement. And, and it needs to happen both. This, and this comes back down to my days at, at Bluecrest Capital Management with the hedge fund I was with. It was the ability to spot opportunity and realizing that sentiment was changing in the world, right? That people wanted to manage and control their own wealth. People right. didn't want to deal with banks, right? People wanted to have a situation where they could pay people peer to peer and not have a middleman. And also technology was now permitting them to do so. Yeah. So it was at that point that we set up SVK Crypto. Yep. And uh, I remember the day well when we pulled up our logo and looked at how we wanted it to look very crypto, yep. very dark. And I think I took a lot of that from my uh, DJ days. You know, I wanted yep. it to look slick and cool, you know, refined and crypto. So uh, well, let me add on to that. I think it took us about 15 logos to get to the actual one. Shane's <laughs> level to detail. We spent a while figuring out what the logo was, right? Oh my I mean, god! Oh my god! Days. Listen, if you remember, someone had someone had an someone had an oh. o, someone had an oak tree, and someone had oh. uh, I mean like some animals oh, as well. So bad. Anyway, I knew what I wanted. I knew wanted to be, be slick and refined. And we set up SVK Crypto, and we got business yeah. cards, and then we set up the trading name, and then we set up the entity, and we 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 went from there. But very quickly, Charles, if you remember we kept on deploying capital into the space and it was it was partner capital it's proprietary capital and, and, and back back in 2016 i remember having a meeting saying okay we need to set up a fund and we need to have an external capital and we need to raise you know 10 million or 20 million or 50 million we need to manage capital and i was just like i'm just not asked i don't want to do that i don't want to waste my time do you not realize how quickly this market is moving right now do you not realize that by every minute that we're in here talking about raising money from external missing people, we're missing it? Yeah. So it was at that stage I said, listen, let me really understand the space at a granular level. Let me understand what the asset is, how it's priced, how it moves. Let me understand who the counterparties are. How do the exchanges work? What's the counterparty risk? Where's the regulatory framework going to come in? Who are the other participants in the market? Is it retail? Is it institutional? How can, how can we, we, we put in different risk uh, management parameters where do we store our tokens how do we store them yeah. what's the custody. safest way custody yeah. right who are the other players how, you know, how's this whole market working so I didn't want to take an external capital and we kept on deploying partners capital in in, in chunks of probably about 25 uh, about uh, actually chunks 
back then were, were about two hundred and fifty thousand yeah. dollars per per clip. So we got we got long and in, 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 in decent size, and um, we kept on we kept on doing it. And it was at this stage that we started going to the meetups, and it was at this stage that we realized that when you find out about crypto, certainly from our perspective, we wanted to tell everyone about it, and that's actually what we did. Absolutely. Um, we told everyone about it. We, we started the SVK crypto blog. We did that daily and we, yeah. we still do that. But one of the things that I think is most important to our story is after attending all these meetups, we understood the power of the community. Um, I think we were the first to understand that in London and understand the power of it. And I think we were the first to really add value to it and try and grow it. Like not even from the perspective of us trying to do something with it just like how do we help the community here in london how do we build the community because this is our home turf i I think charles we we realized that there was massive power in community we didn't know how to utilize that and we didn't care i think what we really wanted to do is wanted to give we wanted to give back yeah Yeah. for for like it wasn't like oh we need to have this community bigger than everybody else or we we, you know we we you know we mean to control this and, and 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 charge it it wasn't about that it was about initially coming back after several meetups and after putting on several positions going oh my god we have lifted the lid of pandora's box (laughs) this is the most amazing asset class i've ever seen and let's bring people along for the ride. So we started off doing a blog. It was initially to a, a mail-out list that I had of, of guys I knew in the city that were all traders and investment bankers and private equity guys. And that grew from about 100 to about 1,000. A couple of thousand. Now, yeah, now it's a couple of thousand, but initially. And then we started going to meetups, as Charles said. But we realized that the meetups that we were going to were like... Funny enough, the first meetup that we went to was in a basement flat in Shoreditch where there was a lot of guys with tattoos, Bitcoin t-shirts, playing house music, eating pizza and drinking beer. I felt, <laughs> by the way, I felt really at home. But, but we, knew, we knew that we could do it better. Yeah. So um, we decided that, listen, why don't we find a venue that has better audio and visual quality and why don't we put on a better show and why don't we have a little bit more structure to it rather than people just getting on the mic why don't we have the right type of speaker so we went off and it took us a couple of months to do that but we 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 nailed it and at this point we had read a harvard business review about the ico market and this is where my days at bluecrest link into the ipo market we realized that the token generation events that were coming true were from the ICO market, a great review by the Harvard Business Review. And we started then to look at the ICO market and how we could look at very early stage projects. Then after um, uh, going to events, we decided to host our own event, which we did very successfully. And that was back in kind of end of summer, summer last year, around there. Around there, uh, I think we had about 350 people to our first meetup, so we were pretty surprised by by how we marketed that. Um, in fact, our meetups are are almost bi monthly at this stage. Yeah. Uh, we hold the biggest monthly meetups in London. Um, our largest meetup was back in the start of this year. I think we had about, yeah, I think we had about 650 people. Yeah. Um, I think the uh, London Fire Brigade were looking to talk yeah. to me. <laughs> they were, they were. We've, where we were, um, we were told to begin with because we've been working with the with. Um, the event holder for a little while now and they knew that crypto was kind of kicking off and our events were growing every time we went back a couple of hundred more people would turn up and we were told not to uh not to fill out the venue and we ended up uh 
filling it up. I think it was like 2x the amount of people that should have been there. So uh, they, they were really worried. They were trying to shut us down. But we, we managed to tell them it was all cool. Everything was okay. And um, <laughs> we, we, we got worked out. The event, the, the, the event went on. The show, the show goes on, as we say. And um, yeah, I mean, the, the lineup for the first one, I remember, was really critical. We really wanted to hit the... Hit, hit it off with a good start and I remember going around and calling all these people and saying hey we're in London we want to do a meet up will you come down and people were really questioning that all together I think I don't, I'm not sure why I don't know if back then meetups and events were really like a cool thing to do I think it, now it's a really really cool thing if, you, if you're at events and you host events but back then it wasn't that cool it wasn't seen upon as a, as a, as a, a thing you should really do in crypto so that's why we came in and we sort of saw the vision and the future with that uh, yeah, big time. And I think we just wanted to get like-minded people together because we'd been working so hard on on doing research on the cryptocurrency space. And because we were working so hard taking massive amounts of risk yeah. and building out yeah. the brand, we wanted to kind of meet people. And, uh, and we did. So we went from going to other people's events to hosting our own events. That was great. We kept the blog going. That was great. We kept on deploying more capital. We started playing the ICOs. And there was around October, November of last year, we both went to the Munich Beer House, just around the corner from Liverpool <laughs> Street, uh, just off London Wall beside Deutsche Bank. Of, big fan of German beer. Big fan of German beer. And uh, we had had about four Weissen beers each. And it was at that stage Ooh. where we talked about how do we get it from a London-centric to a global. And it was at that stage when coming from my DJ background it was like well podcasts podcasts yeah. will go everywhere yeah. and anywhere but we didn't want to have a podcast which after I, I did research on every podcast in the world for about a week well I, that was the reason one of the one of the catalysts we did the podcast because myself and Shane were always looking for information we were looking to know what's going on in the space and there was a couple of um, individuals doing podcasts back then which were great we loved it we listened to it every single day morning and evening and in the afternoon as well but they, they would go on for like an hour an hour and a half oh, and the, we didn't have the time to listen to an hour and a half podcast every single day so at the German Beer Hall we came up with why don't we do it for 15 minutes play on the words of Andy Warhol's everyone's going to be famous for 15 minutes and call it 15 minutes of crypto fame and from there we've been doing it every single day I think we've done 150 this would be 100, 150 second show this 150 one 150 second 152 152 <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's crazy looking at it now but um, we've been doing it every single day um, even if we even, <laughs> even if we're in another part of the world you know what I mean we would still execute the podcast every single day we've built it up from a couple of hundred listeners a couple of thousand and we're building it every day as well but one of the key things that we we wanted to um, bring forth of our podcast was a structure a simple structure we wanted to go through what's happening in the market we wanted to do the top three news stories then we wanted to talk about what's happening on twitter twitter's a massive factor in the crypto space it's a massive tool to see where the sentiment is and what people are currently looking at and focusing on which is a key factor to looking at the market itself because it's sentiment driven which we discussed in other podcasts so definitely check those out but and then we're like, okay, how do we connect with a community? So we started at looking at other communities out there, other projects coming out that we liked. And we started offering our platform to them. And we've had key speakers from Bluezell, Eflend, Experty, um, Deloitte Blockchain Labs, Go Network, uh, POA Network, Gollum, Zillica, Red Pulse, Origin Protocol, Dr. IO, Switchio, and even Crypto Kitties. Um, <laughs> Benny, he's actually in London. We're going to hook up with him are tomorrow. We, we're, we're he's coming. Benny? We're seeing Benny tomorrow. <laughs> he, Benny's coming, he told me, to the EOS launch 
which we're well, going to be excited gonna, about. We're talk we'll about talk about that later. But he's going to be down partying with us in London tomorrow, and we, I can't wait to see him. But that's what we did. We really wanted to give back, and we provided our platform to everyone we could that we thought was our quality. Well, listen, Charles. I think it's um, I think it's amazing that you execute this each and every day and uh yeah even when we're on the road and when we're traveling and also like i know you ran through the name of people very very quickly but you've had some amazing amazing guests like mm. pavel baines from bluezell like what a great guy really really oh. great guy and richard ma from quant stamp i mean it's just a wonderful project and richard's introduced us to some so many so many great great projects and then of course we had you know the likes of specter ai k from london who's xjp morgan who's got a you know a, a wonderful trading type dark pool where great vibe as well, yeah man. you know you don't trade against a broker you trade against other people like let's not forget julian from Gollum, unbelievable project as well and by the way we've done a lot with the Gollum guys you know we we see those guys a lot uh we've done a lot of cool videos of them on our youtube channel and they're in london quite regularly so we hook up with those guys a lot man big shout out to the Gollum guys Let, and listen let's not forget jordan and Kay from haven we hung out with those guys oh. in in new york uh I at the consensus too much you know i won't speak about <laughs> <laughs> but you know you have to give it they they they, they raised the largest amount of funding from an ico in australia they were they were the largest ico in Australia, so you know, hats off to them. And then, of course, we have my cousin Laurie Kehoe from Deloitte Blockchain Labs, who's now working for Consensus. Laurie's a, a real, a real big player, and the likes of Eatland and Pona Networks and and uh, Red Pulse and Switchio, like that. What a what a great what a great deal! And full disclosure, we participated in their ICO. Yeah, I mean, the guys at Switchio are, are rocking, man. And what's also great about the podcast is you meet so many cool people and we've had the ability to follow up with them. So Pavel from Bluezell, we've hosted a few different events in London with him. We've hung out with him all around the world. I mean, we've got a really good relationship with the guys over there. But I really believe in adding value and all these projects we try to help out in any way that we can. And not just financially, but also with our community. Yeah, that's that's right. So I think then... After we got the podcast up and running, we didn't realize how, how big it was going to get. And, uh, and uh, it's something that we're very, very proud of. And if you're listening today and you like it, you know, please comment. Please get on to whichever medium that you're looking at, whether it, it be on iTunes uh, podcast or whether it be on any of the other players. Podbean is a big one. Yeah, Podbean's a big one. And anything else, yeah, leave us a comment. Or better still, what we did after our 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 uh, podcast is that we were like how else can we connect with the community and stay in, in contact with them so we were like well we've seen a lot of projects on telegram so why don't we start a telegram and we did actually okay. now we've just hit over 700 people on the telegram i know it doesn't sound that big but we've never invited anyone into the telegram it's all been organic and it's all been from people that we've met people that we've actually connected with yeah. and now when you look at our our telegram channel we probably have and it's been said to me several times actually in the last few weeks we've got one of the best telegram groups because of all the people that we have in there we've got some great people in there do you want to tell us who we got in there yeah some 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 names rather than individuals because okay i'm not going to mention the names but i mentioned the uh the the companies in there. So you got one chain. Yep. Um, we got the the boys there. Haven. Haven. Yeah. Bluezell. Quant yep. Stamp. Yeah. Uh, Basic S attention token. Yeah. Trinity. Trinity. Switchio. Um, we've also got the guys from Consensus. Some of those guys are in yeah. the group. We got the guys from Lisk. From Lisk. I mean, they're they're a massive part of the group. Yeah. We see those guys everywhere. <laughs> yeah. but, um, 
it was it was it was yet again another thing that we wanted to do for the community and bring it all together so if you're listening now and you're not in our telegram group get in it right here right now put this on pause pick up your phone it's svk crowd svk crowd all one word r with a gap it doesn't matter you'll find it you'll find either way but but get get in our telegram it's all going down in the telegram so the Telegram is kicking. You've got to be in it. We post all of our content when we go around to different shows around the world. We were in uh, Token 2049 not long ago. or in Lithuania speaking, in Amsterdam speaking. We were at Consensus um, two weeks ago. I mean, it feels like a lifetime away, but we were down there. So we put everything in the Telegram. We make everyone welcome. We're really passionate about uh, the people in there. And we're really passionate about giving everyone the voice that they so need and making decisions together, which is key as a community in crypto. So we discuss lots of different things. So you've got to get in the Telegram. That's where it goes down. After doing the Telegram and all the other things that we've been working really hard on every single day, we looked at where the attention was and the attention is on YouTube. You have the likes of some of the biggest YouTube influencers talking about the crypto space on a daily basis. But what you also find is a lot of I don't know. There's not a lot of uh, background to their oh, work. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen, <laughs> let me just come right in here. Okay, you had people coming on on YouTube with their mobile phone in their mommy's bedroom, <laughs> with their cat walking across the screen, and the bed not even being made, talking about yo yo yo. These are the coins that are going to moon. Yo yo yo. These are the cryptocurrencies. I wouldn't let these guys run me a bath, let alone my money. Like. What were these guys doing two years ago? They were playing computer games. They were unemployed. They were doing absolutely sweet feck all. Like, they have no, no understanding. Absolute fools, right? Absolute fools. And I don't care if they're called a superhero or I don't care. I don't care what they are, right? It's just an absolute joke. These guys are jokers and they're going to get taken out of the industry. But what I do respect was the attention that they had. And a lot of these guys had over 100,000 followers and I respect that I don't necessarily say that their content was good or their execution was good and I think we really saw a space there where listen let's make some good quality content we're not going to get the herd that's fine we're not after that but let's build and give back to the community in a quality way and actually what we've just done now is we've hired an in-house videographer who's going to be working with us every day generating content getting our views across talking and seeing what we do and how hard we work this is serious man we are not playing games what we have planned and where we are going on this this is going to be massive and this is getting all my attention and all my focus. So it's going to be wonderful. Our videographer starts on uh, July 1 and we're going to be broadcasting daily from our office with how we do it because it's the right thing to do. And a little bit about, a bit about his background, the videographer that we've just employed is, is uh, I think that's the exciting part as oh, well, right? He's, he's, he's been working with everyone in the DJ space. He's been working with Shane for the last 10 years on and off. He's covered some of the biggest DJs and he's been fl- he's been touring with them around the world and filming everything. Yeah. Uh, David Guetta, Roger Sanchez, Eric Murillo, Carl Cox, um, <laughs> Solomon, Sven Vat. Um, if you're not into dance music or house music, you may not have known these guys, but he's done some amazing stuff. And actually, he did one of the documentaries with Avicii, uh, God Rest His Soul, R.I.P. But um, he's a cool guy and his content is cutting edge. And I think that's really important for us because we like the style, we like the fashion, we like the, 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 the creativity of it and we want to deliver that type of that type of angle so anyway keep an eye on that it's going to be dropping on july 1st so where are we now shane well what are we currently doing man 
listen, this is this is a great question. You've got a sense of who we are and where we've come from, um, where we are right now. And I think what we're going to do is we're going to end it with what we are now. Yeah, that's 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 what we're going to do. We're going to end it with a cliffhanger. Uh, where we are right now is that we have finally got to the stage after running our own capital, taking all our risk, building brand, building a team, moving into new offices in, in, in Shoreditch, uh, building our network, flying around the world, going to meet and see all the main players. We finally got to the stage whereby we decided that it was at this right time to take in external capital. Um, tomorrow we've got a massive press release coming out. We are... Woohoo! Uh, Woohoo! Yeah. Hear me now! <laughs> we, uh, we are going to launch our fund um, which is going to be in partnership with one of the, the, the biggest players in the space. I can't say anything more because I've signed an NDA until tomorrow. And from... Ooh. from <laughs> We're getting all serious now. Uh, one more tune. Um, but what we are going to do is that uh, we are going to launch our external fund uh, tomorrow. We're really excited about it. And I think maybe we'll come on the mic earlier on tomorrow and continue on this but where we are right now is that we have worked our heart off we have given it everything we're passionate as hell about the business we have absolutely loved the journey we love our community and we're only getting started so where we are right now is we are on the edge of a cliff and we're all about to jump right off man we're going right into the deep end with this it's going to be an amazing amazing let's run. go let's go let's go so listen that's it for me i think tomorrow we'll talk about where we're going and our plans but I don't want to say that until we've actually released our fund because yeah. I don't want to put myself in a situation on an NDA but all I can say is listen thanks very much really appreciate all your help we're in London if you get into London come see us let me bring you for a beer if you're in London already come to one of our meetups our next meetup's the 6th of June amazing lineup I'll talk about that tomorrow but thank you very much for all the support all the kind words all your help and I'm going to put you on to Charles Story he can end it here thank you very 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 much alright well listen that's a wrap i got to bounce we've got a busy evening ahead of us we've got lots of different events to attend in london um but remember follow us on twitter at svk underscore crypto join our telegram community svk space crowd email myself c story c s t o r r y at svk crypto.com and check out our youtube content we've got a cool video consensus token 2049 some of the key news topics we've done around shoreditch so that's www.youtube.com forward slash svk crypto have a great day that's a wrap Follow us on Twitter at SVK underscore crypto. Email us on CSTory at SVKcrypto.com. Leave us a message on our website www.svkcrypto.com.